It's Friday, August 26, 2022, and this is Dan Excelsior, the Mostly Marvel Podcast. Uh, I'm Dennis, and I'll be your host as we review the latest Marvel happenings across all media, as well as other superpowered stories that caught our attention. And when I say we, I'm referring to my panel of fellow nerds joining me this evening. Uh, first up, it's the man behind the buttons and always on the lookout for spoilers. It's Ricky. Hello. I got some spoilers I could share. I'm sure you do, Ricky. That's why I said it, because I know you. <laughs> I, won't, I know you. I won't, I won't for our listeners. Um, and for our listeners, apologies. I just muted my phone because I just remembered to do that. Uh, so no more beeping. Um, cool. Well, yeah, we, we have to get consent from everybody for spoilers. Yeah. So we can check with our written and verbal. We can get uh, consent from our guest uh, who's here joining us. Um, I'm going to say, like, I'm going to say, sadly, uh, he wanted everybody to know this. He's becoming a Joel Kinnaman fan lately. Yeah. Doing his time watching For All Mankind. Uh, you can call him the doctor, and uh, I'll call him Ian. Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy to be here. Joel to be back. Kinnaman. I know. I know that there's Joel Kinnaman hate amongst our group, our circle, but... I feel like I, we, we talked about this last time Ian was on here, right? He's good on that show. That this show is itself is really good. <laughs> that line will never go go away, though. No, uh, I, I think he's a very good. I think he's good for TV. Um, I don't know if he's a movie <laughs> actor, but like I've seen what I've seen him do TV wise, he's, he's pretty good. I like the he one scene over. in the new RoboCop where they take him apart. <laughs> is that because <laughs> of his acting? Is I thought because... he acted really well. You know who he's uh, Gary Oldman, right? Is he's with the hit with him in that scene? The rest of that movie's booty, but the whole movie yeah. that five minutes where they take him apart, pretty cool. Oh, don't don't get Dennis started kind of, on on the RoboCop remake. I just kind of want to like excuse myself <laughs> and just go off screen like this. Just be like, I don't need to be here for this part of it. Well, into the bushes. Joel Kinnaman, love aside, we're happy to have you back. Just because, happy like, to be here. it's been yeah. a while, and like, um, I've been, I, I'll be honest, I like, I haven't, I haven't put together the whole slate of people to come chat She Hulk and and and, uh, mm -hmm. and Harley Quinn. So I'm just like thinking, pretty much every week, I'm like, who'd be fun to talk to? And then I ask him. And and there you go. And then yeah. So you were like the eighth person. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm glad uh, I was number ten. <laughs> that would be awesome. You were, you you were the, the list, first right? person I asked, and and thankfully he said yes. So, no, uh, but yeah, no, we'll we'll get it worked out. Uh, it's just I think uh, Ricky uh, threw me off last week when I learned. Um, that She-Hulk was nine episodes rather than six. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I got super excited for that because I had no idea, but it, it, I was like, whoa, I've got to plan eight more weeks of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Um, no, I didn't watch it either, so that's good, yeah. good info. No, that's the exciting. Good, the good thing is, yeah, like we're locked in. We, we have something to talk about, you know, while while uh, DC continues to cancel their entire slate of everything, um, <laughs> at least at least we can count on Marvel properties to carry us into 2023. Um, so that's good. That's good news. Um, before we keep chatting, let me get the formalities out of the way really quick. Um, we got a fun show here in store for you guys. Uh, as advertised, we'll be putting a spotlight on HBO Max's season three, 
episode seven of Harley Quinn and uh, the newly dropped episode of She-Hulk Attorney at Law on Disney+. Plus. Uh, but before that, we have some nerd news to discuss and a quick round of trivia that I put together for you guys. Um, for those of you joining us live, don't be shy. We'll be checking the comments regularly and, partic- and particularly during trivia. Um, we actually already have a comment that I will get to in a moment. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and if you can't get enough of us, you should visit us at uh, patreon.com slash Media where you will find a variety of creative offerings, including recent episodes of our live after show, The Soapbox. Uh, patrons get exclusive access to chat with us, but if that's not your thing, don't worry. We'll be releasing it to the public next week. Uh, and just so it's it's out of the way for, uh, I know it's a little early, but uh, we did get a comment uh, from someone from a different time zone who just left a comment like about two hours ago <laughs> just to let us know that they can't watch the show live. But they will check back to check see our answer, and it's from uh, Fraser McLaughlin, and he asked, um, "Hold on a second. He asked, "Why Harley Quinn, and why does she do it for you?" I'll check back. Um, <laughs> the mystery. I, mean, <laughs> I definitely have an answer for this question, but I, I, I'm gonna throw that out to. I mean, he says it's a question for me. Yeah, but uh, I'm just curious. Uh, what you guys think did like did you think it was weird that i chose for a harley quinn season three to be something that we talk about every week for, on the show um i i don't want to say i turned you on to harley quinn but i was definitely preaching the harley quinn song when i was one of the first in our group chats if i recall and uh i'm pretty I, sure frank probably was the only person who was subscribing to dc universe Oh, I was—I mean, I was bootlegging it. I wasn't subscribed. Oh, to okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit to that crime since they're out of business. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I—I I think once they they started killing off people, I think in the first—I can't remember how far in the first season when they killed off. Who was the first one to die? It's okay. Get to your point. But I—that's what Mike Dennis will like this. They're—they're they're doing they're doing some stuff here. They're—they're they're, they're pulling some weight. What, what about you, Ian? Yeah, I, you know, I started watching the show because basically off the recommendation of you guys, uh, you know, I was probably going to watch it eventually. I, I like DC's properties. I like, um, you know, any, anything Batman-esque. Uh, mm-hmm. But more specifically, I love when created, when like, you know, big companies like DC with their, with their IPs allow somebody to just get freaky with it. Uh, you know, get weird, get crazy, get offensive, and take take it to a place that they normally wouldn't go. And when you guys kind of described the show, and we're like, you know, this is that's what it is. I, I was I was sort of into yeah. it, um, yeah. and it's only gone, in my opinion, it's kind of only gotten stronger as it's grown mm-hmm. as a show. So um, yeah. that that you know that's the reason for me is that I like to be able to play with my toys in a bunch of different playgrounds. Serious is great, but you know these are the Spencer toys. Yeah, like get offensive, get crazy, <laughs> crash those toys together and see what happens. You know, like yeah, I think I think the the short answer uh, to to really summarize because I, I do agree with both of you guys to echo you. I think the the real simple truth is m- more than most shows uh, that are based off superhero stuff. Uh, Harley Quinn has balls, just massive balls, like because. 
they will do the things that you you as a fan of the the comic books would never expect Warner Brothers to sign off on, exactly. you know. And now we're learning the it's a very real possibility that the owners of Warner Brothers do not sign off on the things. That are, you know. um, so this might be the last season of Harley Quinn. But in any case, like, um, you know, I, I think there's always this conversation. That was my short answer. Now here's my mm-hmm. longer answer. Uh, the, there's always this conversation that happens with with uh, comic book fans when, you know, like there's there's a group of them that really get angry when they watch an adaptation that just tried something different and sucked. Right. And it's because like, why didn't you just do the thing the way it was written? But the reality is like, if you watch the things as they're written, it's kind of weird. Like sometimes like, Mm -hmm. like, like don't get me wrong. Like Sandman is pretty close. Careful Ian. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Sandman is pretty close to the book as written, uh, you know, and, yeah. It's a really cool experience to see it, but the the trick is I know that there's like like the community that watches Sandman versus mainstream or I mean like sorry, that read Sandman versus the mainstream comic book reader, they're not necessarily the same person all the time. And mm-hmm. so that's a cool experience to take Sandman that is kind of like this niche story and bring it to a wider audience. But like People know I mean, Harley Quinn. Exactly. It's pretty hard not yeah. to know who Harley Quinn is at, at this point in 2022. So the cool thing there is to see her doing things that you've never seen anybody do in the in the DC universe or the Marvel universe. And just and that's wholesale slaughtering of very cherished characters. Mm-hmm. Um and that's that's amazing. Like I think it's so cool. But I think it's also just really cool that she might be like probably the best version of that character that we've seen to date, just because they let her, they really take the time to think about like, what would she do in this situation, you know? And so that's what makes it awesome. And that's why I keep watching. So uh, until it gets canceled by discovery soon. Yep. <laughs> uh, but thank you, for your, thank you for your question, Frazier. And I hope that answers it. Um, you should be watching it just like at a minimum, just to watch people just get murked. I accidentally, I mean, it's funny that that, that was the answer we all had. Um, I may have had a trivia question on that subject, uh, which is why I didn't quite actually want Ricky to answer his own oh. question earlier. Um, but uh, I found there's a wiki on the kill count of Harley oh, nice. of that show, that show, how many people have been killed on that show. It's a lot. It's a lot. I believe it. Yeah. It's like 597. (laughs) Uh, It's high. It's really high. Um, That's just funny. And that's awesome. But it's just, but it's very clever writing too. It's funny. So I'll keep watching it as long as it's on. But yeah. With that, uh, before we move on to anything else, uh, I mean, Ian, besides For All Mankind, what else have you been nerding out on lately? (laughs) Ugh. Um, I well, I started watching Sandman. Um, uh, six or seven episodes, I think, deep. Uh, enjoying it, enjoying it. Um, yeah. So I'm watching through that, and I know Ricky hasn't even watched another episode yet. Since. Oh, it's been it's been a. I've not. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I, I might this weekend. I might crank a, another episode or two. That bonus episode they dropped last week was so awesome. It's really it's really cool. 
Nice, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much kind of been it. I just haven't really been, I don't know, haven't really been focused on too much. Doing well, a little Fortnite, doing a little bit of, you know, random oh man, shows Fortnite's here. Fortnite's so there. good right now. <laughs> it's going to get better next season from all signs. At least yeah. if you're into Marvel. In th in theory, yeah, that might be one of Ricky's news items in a, in a week or two. Yeah, when they officially announce it. Oh, it's uh, officially announced. It's on there. No, it's on the, I, the page. Oh, it, it is officially when announced. You go to the to the to their page. It's like the the entire well, page is now. It's there. Hopefully, that's Ricky's news. Well, <laughs> Ricky it definitely I, wasn't. The news. Uh, Ricky, do you need do you need us to stall for a moment while you get that? I, that story? I think this is some fake news right here. On the Fortnite website? Mm, it could be. I don't I stay tuned to a lot of Fortnite leaks, so usually when they do updates, the the data leaks happen pretty early. So I haven't I, I, haven't, I haven't seen nothing yet. I, I'd believe it if I see it. Uh I have definitely um, seen data leaks, but, but multiple knows. people have, have said it's going to be a Marvel season, uh, specifically a Secret Wars, uh, yeah, season. So, yeah, gotcha. Well, we have somebody else in the audience. Uh, I don't even want to know how to pronounce that name, but uh, what's up? <laughs> uh, as long as you're mindful of of everybody here and respectful, we and you have fun questions to ask. Welcome, have fun. Yeah, we're all homies. Yeah. Um, all right, Ricky, you want to do some news? Uh, yeah, let, let's go into the news. <laughs> all right, today was a little bit of a doozy. Um, trusted source deadline <laughs> is coming out that Matt uh, Shackman is going to be directing the Fantastic Four movie. So this was like, uh, and it still is kind of a, a rumor. Um, he he directed all, all the episodes of WandaVision, has done about 40 episodes of Sunny. Uh, he's done a few episodes of The Boys, if I'm not mistaken, Succession. So he has a pretty good pedigree. But the rumor came out today um, that he was going to be directing and then, like, a few hours later, it was officially announced that he is not going to be directing the fourth Star Trek movie for Paramount. And now all point, all signs are pointing to that this is going to get announced at D23. Um, but it tracks. Do yeah. you like WandaVision? I think it was well-directed. Okay. I do, I do <laughs> think it was very well-directed. Gives your hope. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think he did some really cool stuff with it. I think, I think it takes a lot of talent to tell a marvel story but also um tell it in a in a different voice every week with the with the like i mean there's a malcolm in the middle episode that, exactly. we, could, yeah. that we could fully tell was a malcolm <laughs> in the middle episode and yeah. that's that's skill man it's like, that's crazy impressive. that that was the i mean obviously covid screwed everything up but wandavision was the first show out the gate like imagine yep. pitch like getting I, I don't know I I they have obviously have trust in their people but it has to seem like the toughest sell. I I would say honestly like I mean I know a lot of people have said it's aged really well. Um, I I don't really want to go back and rewatch <laughs> it again. Uh, like just because the first few episodes are are like, uh, what are we? When are we getting to the point? 
but I will say, technically speaking, it is definitely the best of the shows that we've gotten to date. Wow. I, like, I, like, re- like, think about it. Like, it's the one that looked the most like a movie every week. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, and then intentionally also looked the most like a TV show every week. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, every time it cut between scenes, it was a Marvel movie and then it was a TV show, you know? Like, yeah. Um, and it, I think it's just a really good looking uh, show. Um, I think I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki and uh, and um, what if all have their merits, but like like technically what they achieved in that in that show is the closest thing to a Marvel movie. Um, so yeah, I, I'm yeah. cool with it. I went I back mean, and like, watched it before Doctor Strange, um, yeah. and just kind of blasted through it over a couple of days. And like you said, you know, it, it, you you kind of need to get past those first few episodes when it starts to hit, you know, the the stuff. Um, mm. But man, man, it was it was nice. It, it was actually good to go back. Um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen's performance in some of those episodes yeah. later on. Well, her and Paul Bettany too. On point. She was so <laughs> yeah. No, they're both amazing. It's just, uh, and I think we were singing their praises every episode, no matter how annoying oh, yeah. a Darcy got or, or or whatever. You know, like <laughs> there's so many little things I remember about it annoying me, but like I know it. it Major Goodner, Frank's favorite, oh, uh, at it, at the beekeeper core, suit, the Ultron. At its, core, it's pretty. It's it's got some <laughs> cool stuff going on, and so and let's be honest though, like it doesn't really matter who the director is, right? Like it's. Half of the movie's already made. Like it's already made. Yeah. That Fantastic Four movie is everything that we want to see has already been filmed. I mean, we're two uh, weeks I mean, from. Or, I mean, put, not filmed, but you know what I mean. Yeah, previous. Yeah, planned. We're yeah. two weeks from D twenty three, so I'm assuming between now and <clears throat> we will probably know the cast <clears throat> of this movie and X Men. <laughs> like even before D twenty three happens, Maybe. Maybe. that'll probably be where we see them for the first time, but. Yeah, the the ship is leaking, and once it starts leaking, it usually uh, uh goes under pretty pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. And next... our friend, our friend watching, wanted us to just know, just to be clear, uh, that uh, he loves Marvel, and uh, good. That I think that's a prerequisite. You're in the right spot. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're on <laughs> yeah. the right. You should right, definitely uh, not uh, turn the channel because we do too. <laughs> yes. Uh, sticking with D twenty three, uh, they actually announced their slate. Uh, I believe earlier this week. So I definitely cannot read that from the screen. A I'm lot of Marvel stuff happened in D23. The biggie, of course, being the Saturday, September 10th presentation. That is their uh, Hall H equivalent. They call it yep. Hall D23. Yep. Um, so that's, funny. that's when we will see Matt, Matt get announced as the director of the Fantastic Four. And hopefully get a cast announced too. Yeah, we'll get the... I I will bet we, we get the cast. Like, you... You don't do one or the other at this point. It wouldn't be a big. It wouldn't be a big announcement at D twenty three to just be like, "This guy's making a movie." The guy yeah. that did Wandavision, like it's yeah. one of those. It's like you know, Sam Raimi is making a movie that's kind of a little bigger because it's some, you know, Sam Raimi. But even like, when they announced Sam Raimi, they brought out Benedict. Benedict. They brought out yeah. Benedict. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Do you yeah, think no, the Fantastic Four hold weight in twenty twenty two? The Fantastic Four will always hold weight. It's not, it's not about like, I mean, you got to realize like, 
the the weird the the comic fans are the ones that have convinced the world that these stories are worth listening to you know what i mean like mm-hmm. um because we were preaching it before anybody was paying attention to marvel and yeah. so if 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 we haven't given up on the fantastic 4 then there's no reason that marvel will and and if marvel doesn't give up on them then the audiences won't either you know what i mean like it's it's yeah it's just like spider-man you know like people will complain oh why do we need to reboot spider-man again because then you get cool stuff you get cool stuff and so you want the dodge uh fantastic four car yeah exactly (laughs) all right i I think it'll it'll be a non-issue once the movie is once people see more of it and they'll just be like excited you know white gloves white boots and you're set everybody's gonna hate on everything until it happens i just need to know if they're doing cg thing or uh i get whatever you want to call it i really hope that they go cg this time and can do a little bit like considering that we have she hulk on tv i'm pretty sure the thing is gonna be cg i hope so yeah because because that was the only thing that really, that really hurt me in the last ones. This was, I mean, they I mean, weren't you great. Got a, you got a CG thing. They, there were other things that weren't great about them, but the fact that you could see his eyes in the costume was just, it was yeah. just too much. I'm not even sure they were his eyes because I don't, does Michael Douglas have blue eyes? Oh, I don't know. But I mean, you could, you could see like a brown in his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. And Ricky's been trying to show us the slide a few times yeah, now, yeah. and so yeah. we'll finally. Uh, Marvel right. Legends, uh, you know, I always like to talk about the Marvel Legends. Uh, thankfully, uh, they only had one thing to show off this week, um, <laughs> and it was a. Uh, they actually, they actually announced this thing on Saturday after our show. Uh, yeah, that's um, a little weird. Be- no, I forgot. Remember, that's the thing they're doing all year long to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Marvel Legends. Mm-hmm. Every month on the 20th. They do uh, they okay. do a tease, yep. and so Saturday was the twentieth, uh, and so they let people know that they are going to get a retro card back, uh, Johnny Blaze um, Ghost Rider, uh, with some new accessories which are pretty cool. He's got those skeleton hands that are on fire. Uh, we've never had that before on a Ghost Rider figure. Really cool. cool. Uh, I like bow legged in the box. He, he's for, just, for the bike. Yeah, yeah, for the bike that doesn't come with him. Yeah. Well, it's kind of it's like how he was packaged in the yeah. old Toy Biz one, yeah. And then uh, he also comes with a tran- mid transformation burning head of uh, cool. of Johnny Blaze. So yeah, it's some new effects uh, that are probably going to be really useful for that secret Haslab project that has not officially been announced, but will be announced at the end of the month. Uh, sorry, not this month, the end of September, uh, when Hasbro does their PulseCon uh, event that they're doing on the, I think the 30th of September and October 1st. Um, so yeah, it's already available for pre-order at fan channels. Um, I love this figure. It looks great. Um, I would like more motorcycles to come with my ghost riders, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah. That's extra. Yeah, it is extra. It's extra. Yeah. And then Ricky has one last thing that I put in there. Uh, this is uh, something I totally failed to mention in the main show last week. But we did talk about it in the soapbox for anybody who tuned in. Uh, but I, uh, who, you know, Denix Media is kind of all of us, but also it's me. Yeah. Uh, um, it's me, Dennis. <laughs> um, and I will be uh, running a, a toy photography workshop 
uh, next Saturday, September 3rd, from 12 to 12, uh, to 2 p.m. Uh, in San Diego at Revision, which is an art studio that's local. And um, they are, if you happen to be in the area, um, they are taking RSVPs. You just go to revisionsandiego.com to sign up. Uh, we're trying to limit the amount of people that can participate just because, like, I'm going to be actually like bringing stuff for them to work with and, and pose figures and, and try different backgrounds and diorama kind of stuff. And it's going to be a little crowded if there's too many people yeah. there. So, um, you know, we want to give, make sure people have enough space and we want to make sure we're not, you know, giving people COVID if we can avoid it. Um, so, but yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I've never taught this before. Like it's basically, you know, I self-taught um, over the pandemic. Um, I looked, I watched a lot of YouTube videos and stuff, but like um, I am, it's kind of weird. I'm, uh, I am currently taking a class uh, to learn uh, more formal photography training. And so uh, I let my professor know, I'm like, hey, this is kind of weird, but like I'm already teaching a workshop next week and we just started this class this week. Um, is that weird? You know, like, but whatever. <laughs> it's, it's the world we live in, like. Everybody can be an expert without actually having the formal training. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for this. And I hope that uh, people should turn out to play with toys, tell stories, and and learn how to do some cool tricks with photos. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. That's Congrats news. On that, man. That's, That's really cool. Thanks. Thanks. That's It is exciting. Um, you know what else is exciting? What? I made a game for you guys. You did? See? Did. All right, let's do it. All right, so for this one, I'm not trying to downplay it, um, but I think I, I got a little overcomplicated with a few of them in the, in the past recently, mm -hmm. uh, a little more work than I need to do and stuff. And I'm like, why can't I just do a regular old trivia where I ask these guys to see what do you know? You know, and like I just tried to make it relevant to the stuff that we're going to be talking about tonight. And the fun thing about these is if you get it wrong, guess what? You learn something. Yeah. So that's yeah. cool too, yeah. right? Like the so, points don't matter anyways. Yeah. So here you go. But I do have a bonus thing. Uh, Ricky, do you happen to have a piece of paper handy, by the way? Uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to give Ian, our guest, a bonus chance for some extra points. Because I, you are our super fan, which I failed to mention earlier. You are, you are one of our most loyal like fans who uh, watches and is a patron supporter. He's a um, patron supporter of the highest tier. Yes, you can also. Cool. Yeah. I, I think you know how Ricky operates in these trivia's, and so <laughs> I kind of want to give you the chance to not only guess the correct answer. But also, before Ricky can say it, guess what you think Ricky would say? Oh, <laughs> oh man. All right. That's so, how you want me to write it down? I'm going to have Ricky okay. write down his answers. And let we're going to let Ian go first on all of these, right? Okay. Well, and you get, Ian, gets, Ian gets two. Even bonus points if you can explain his logic for why. My favorite <laughs> ones are... My favorite ones are like when he just like that just looks like a DC. Yeah, it just feels art. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just feels. Yeah. I mean, I was. So here we go. These are these are multiple choice, so not super hard. Oh, uh, good. But yeah, just you know, one guess for what Ricky's going to answer, and what do you think the answer actually is? 
that's implying Ricky won't guess the right answers. Well, of course. Well, of yeah. course he won't. Yeah. All right, here we go. What do you know? First up, She-Hulk. Which team has She-Hulk not been a member of? A, Fantastic Four. B, New Warriors. C, Hulkbusters. D, Heroes for Hire. Or, or E, Avengers. All right. Uh, wow, this is this is a this is a challenge. I'm not. I'll admit that my, I, I know that this is going to make you sad, Dennis. But my She-Hulk history knowledge is not that strong. But I'm going to say, for my answer, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Fantastic Four. Now, Ricky is going to say the Hulkbusters. <laughs> yeah, I did. And his reason is because Hulk is in the name, so she can't have been a member of it. I don't even think that's a real thing. <laughs> so, so, Ricky, you you wrote Hulkbusters? Yeah, this is Hulkbusters. All right. Cool. Uh, good job. You get a point for getting uh, Ricky's answer right. Um, and unfortunately, you're wrong. Oh. Uh, She-Hulk has absolutely been oh. a member of the Fantastic Four. She has never been a new warrior. Uh, the Hulkbusters is actually a team of uh, uh, formed by Shield of char- of uh, characters to stop the Hulk's villains while he was away on planet Sakar, and they named themselves the Hulkbusters. I and, uh, don't know why they would do that, but that's cool. <laughs> Bustin makes me because, feel good. Yeah, because the Hulk wasn't around to take care of him. Why? Uh, they're they're just his. Yeah, they're, I don't know. It's amazing. They're just busting his villains. But for the record, She-Hulk was actually one of the more the longest uh, running members of the Fantastic Four. That's not one of the original four. There was an entire time in the comics where the Thing left the the team, and they needed a bruiser in place. And she's just always been a friend of the family. Where where did he go? uh, He just went. He just mind your own business, all right? He just went somewhere. He just went somewhere. Uh, but She-Hulk was the team, uh, uh, the the fill-in, and ever since then, she's always been an honorary honorary member of the Fantastic Four. Did anybody uh, else step into the uh, shoes for Thing while he was gone, or was it just her? Uh, there, have, oh, I think during that storyline, it was her. But other members have left. Uh, there was a time where uh, uh, Reed and Sue were trying to rekindle their marriage, so they went off into space to go like do adventures and uh t'challa and storm replaced them uh during that time um, yeah and then there's also at times where the entire team was missing and so they formed a brand new fantastic four which was spider-man ghost rider hulk and wolverine you gotta sell that merch man let's yeah. make that let's make that movie let's make that be the god fantastic what if that's the yeah. movie they announced that, that like, be, oh my god <laughs> that would be a cart before the horse kind of situation and i and would let, be there for that cart. yeah oh my god but let's let's keep going great. let's keep going uh good job ian's got one point so far and ricky's got none okay. uh, ian, uh ricky write the next one down titania which we saw briefly in episode one, played by uh, Jamila Jamil. Uh, which Marvel character mm. gave Titania her powers? A, High Evolutionary. B, Agatha Harkness. C, Doctor Doom. D, Kang. Or E, Loki. Yeah, I definitely am not a Tatiana expert. Or Titania. Titania. 
Yeah. Sorry, expert. So I'm going to go with Kang, just because I don't have any other answer. Ricky. <laughs> Ricky is definitely going to pick. I think Ricky might Dr. know this Doom. answer. Yeah, see, Dr. Hey, I know I'm in the mind of Ricky right now. <laughs> All right. He's the only doctor. <laughs> He's the only one with the medical degree to pull that off. So I think high evolutionary also is too. But I mean, Agatha Harkness, you know, just to be clear, he's not using his medical degree to give people powers. <laughs> but you are correct. It is Dr. Doom. I nice. thought you would have known this because you watch read The Secret Wars. Um, Does he give he, her the powers in Secret Wars? Yes. Yes. Titania was a brand new character introduced along with Volcana in uh in Secret Wars. I think issue like two or mm -hmm. three, something like that. Uh it's because he had all that alien tech at his base that you know he basically just took over yeah. on their weird little planet that they got transported to. Uh and it just so happened like when they when the Beyonder brought it's like part weird science Earth, oh, girl. the Beyonder bought brought a small part of Denver to to their battle world and these two women just happened to be wandering around <laughs> yes. in denver and <laughs> dr doom's like what up you want me to make you into superpowered people and they're like okay and then they made them and then titania went a little crazy and pretty much ever since then she's been she hulk's uh number one enemy but uh yeah dr doom gave her her powers so there That's you go pretty cool so you still get a point, Ian, because you got Hey, you know what? Right? If I'm in the yeah. mind of Ricky, I'll take those points. Yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. And Ricky's got one point now. So good job. Here we go. Next one. Back to She-Hulk. Uh, which piece of She-Hulk trivia is false? Uh, only four choices on this one. A, she went to the moon twice before going to Europe. B, volleyball player Gabrielle Reese was set to play her alongside Bill Bixby in a new show. C, she knows American Sign Language. Or D, she once merged with Shuri to become the Green Panther. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who's that behind you that's flying on the left? That's Valkyrie. No, the other one. Oh, uh, I, I I don't remember. It's a little small. It's hard. To it's see. Supergirl. You can tell. <laughs> it's probably. <not. laughs> I would definitely think that it's not. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna say that it's false, huh? I'm gonna go with D. That she once merged with Shuri to become the Green Panther. Although that totally, now that I read it, sounds like something comics would do. Uh. But I'm going to say that Ricky's going to pick that one as well. Oh, yeah. oh he wasn't even here. Okay. I think he he picked one, though. Ricky, did you pick one already? What is it? Just tell us. She knows ASL. What Ricky's got she on there. ASL. All right. And uh, Ian picked D. D, I picked D. Well, if... Ian got one point right. Hey, I, I actually changed this trivia. It was actually, the real fact was She-Hulk once merged with the Black Panther, or sorry, the Black Widow to become the Green Widow. Okay. Like uh, like merge, like Freaky Friday, or like they bodies? Well, Freaky Friday is not a merge. That's a body swap. Body swap, yeah. So like they absorbed each other? 
sure. I, okay. It's it's like it's like compound Hulk how it's two people at once. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was really impressed. Like I didn't know this, but like in 1990, they were actually working to develop a uh, an, another like a spinoff of Bill Bixby's show to um, to feature Gabrielle Reese as She-Hulk, and Bill Bixby was was signed on to do it, but the they ended up never moving forward with the pilot and stuff. So I was like, that wow. Yeah, Bill Bixby in 1990 as the Hulk. That's wow. Yeah, would have been. Well, he would have been the Hulk. He would have been. Well, as Banner, you know what I mean. Yes, but still, it would have been an old Banner. But in any case, yeah. In any case, the rest of those are pretty cool fun facts too. All right, uh, another. I think we got uh, three to one right now, right? Yeah. Um, Titania. Who does Titania eventually marry? I know this is just a straight-up guess for all of you guys. Absolutely. Uh, um, but A, Volcana. B, Doc Sampson. C, Hulk. D, Absorbing Man. Or E, Molecule Man. Oh, Ricky wow. Ricky's written down his answer. Yeah. Ricky has, I'm going to go with, I really, the, yeah, I know very little about her, so I'm going to go with... Uh, Got some mom jeans on in that one, that photo. She does. She, she does. Those are rides high. Uh, I'm going to go with Absorbing Man. Cool. Um, what did Ricky say? Ricky is going to go with Volcana because you said it earlier. I didn't say Volcana. No, he did. Dennis oh, did. I went Absorbing, absorbing Man. man huh? Okay. Okay. Two for Absorbing Man. Yeah. Wow. He seems like a, he seems like a Look at that. Yeah. You guys yeah. got it right. They nice. actually met in, uh, in uh, Secret Wars. And uh, they later reunited and fell in love, and she proposed Aww. to him, and they got married. Let me Aww. absorb your love. That's what <laughs> That's Good sweet. guess. Good guess. Uh, so yeah, four to four to two, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep it going. And then I, I, I threw a little curveball in here uh, to 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 segue into our next discussion. Harley Quinn. Which villain was not killed on Harley Quinn, the TV show? A, Scarecrow, B, Penguin, C, Mr. Freeze, D, Condiment King, or E, Mad Hatter. Now, this is embarrassing because I feel like I should remember the episode I watched yesterday. (laughs) Uh, But I'll be honest, I don't exactly remember the, the finality of a specific sequence. So I am going to say Penguin. But I... I yeah, I'm gonna go with penguin. Wow! Kill the penguin. Do they? I feel like that's too big of a character for them to have killed, but and I would have remembered. Bigger than Mr. Freeze. Yeah, because I think penguin's bigger than Mr. Freeze in my mind. Penguin is bigger than Mr. Freeze. Um. Yeah, I'm going with penguin. And And what's uh, Ricky going with? Ricky is gonna go with the same. I went condiment king. Hmm. I thought interesting. I thought he died. Yeah, like, well, you guys are both wrong. It's technically a trick question. Um all five of them are dead. Spoilers, by the way, for tonight's episode. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, all five of them are dead, but only four of them were killed. Um right. Mr. Freeze yeah. actually chose to sacrifice himself to to bring back his wife Nora. Who okay. was so nice 
to make the most of her life by going and banging Swamp Thing about two weeks ago. Yes. Uh, yes. She just, she's just living her best life right now. But that was a sacrifice that Mr. Freeze chose to make. Uh, everyone else was brutally murdered on the show. Now I, yeah, now I need to go and rewatch yesterday just to see the, the finality of that. Now, I made sure not to say killed by Harley Quinn. Uh, the Joker killed Scarecrow. Harley Quinn killed Penguin. Um, Poison Ivy actually got Frank to kill uh, Condit McKing and his fiance. He ate them all. Yes. Just one big gulp. Uh, and Harley did kill the yeah. murder Mad Hatter uh, this, this week on Harley Quinn. Um, so yeah, pretty good. Uh, Fun. You, did, you did decent, but um, I think we should probably talk more about this Mad Hatter thing and everything else. So why don't we switch over to the spotlight? I love I love the 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 sound effects that Ricky threw in there for us. I had to um, find it for like a minute. Yeah, you, yeah, you did. Um, okay, cool. We're gonna put a spotlight now. I know that the the momentum died. Thanks for playing my silly game, by the way. Um, the momentum was 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 dying there, and I wanted to bring it back up. Um, Harley Quinn episode seven of of season three was titled uh, "Another Sharkly Adventure." And um, spoiler warning, I know we already just spoiled a little bit of it in a few mo moments ago. But yeah, if you haven't watched um, the show this week, uh, do yourself a favor, turn away and come back. Um, you'll thank us later. I promise that the Mad Hatter thing was not the only thing to spoil of the whole episode. No, there was, there was stuff. There was stuff. There was stuff that happened. Uh, but yeah, for those uh, you know that want to ignore that warning, uh, the quick summary is uh you know they didn't actually write one on uh imdb it's 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 just kinda, an episode <laughs> that kind of worries me it's like god oh, does nobody care enough that person got fired to write one but i can give the summary basically it's a continuation of last week where um uh poison ivy knows that bruce wayne has frank and they're trying to figure out a way to get frank and um they happen to find out that Catwoman has been invited to a gala that's being put on for Bruce specifically to get her to come. Uh, it's about cats and stuff. It's really hilarious. And, and so Harley decides that she's going to do a heist and go break into that gala and kidnap Bruce Wayne. And that's generally the gist of it. But the reason it's called Another Sharkly Adventure is because uh, while that is the A story, the B story <laughs> is Nanaway a.k.a. King Shark, has to go home again to the ocean because his father has died. And it's okay if you don't feel too bad for him because his dad's kind of a dick, I guess. Um, but he's got to go uh, receive the crown and then uh, <laughs> give it away. It to his brother. He doesn't, that's his plan, is to go give the crown immediately to his brother so that he doesn't have to take on the responsibilities. And so you have a cool back and forth going on in the episode where you get to see Harley's adventure and uh, and uh, King Shark. And there may be some guest appearances by Batgirl and the Mad Hatter. Um, but yeah, what you what you guys think of this episode? Like, was what was the the, uh, the thing that that really um, sold you on this one? I guess is the question. 
for me, I there was there was a lot of, of fun points. I thought I didn't fully. I wasn't enthralled by the King Shark uh, B storyline. There was some funny stuff. There was some funny stuff there, but it wasn't like it. It it just kind of went where I saw that it was going to go, I guess. Um, but I did. I really did enjoy the uh, back and forth and the growing kind of friendship between Harley and Batgirl. I think that that's a kind of a fun fun play on those characters, um, and I think that that's right for some cool stuff in the future. I think that was that was sort of the the thing that I enjoyed most on the episode. Yeah, that for that was a pretty sweet thing to have her like leave Batgirl in the hands of a pervy uh, Mad Hatter <laughs> as her captive, as his captive, and then she has this entire like inner argument with herself in the elevator, yeah. her therapist self, and can and she's convinced. Fine, I got to go rescue this girl. You know, like. It's really cool. You know, I wouldn't I like Harley is just loyal to whoever she's loyal to. Like it if it happens to be a good guy or a bad guy, whatever. Yeah. Know, but yeah. Um yeah. but I exactly. appreciate that you know where she stands with her friends. And so that was that was cool. Um I thought the uh the the back and forth with her and her therapist self was cool. I like that they have that they you know, that the other side of her is still there. Yeah. Um, the therapist was played, by, or I mean, sorry, the Mad Hatter was played by Griffin Newman. Who's that? Who act, he actually played Arthur on the the Tick on the Amazon uh, yep. Amazon Prime series. Um, I I gotta be honest. When the Mad Hatter showed up, which was really funny because they teed it up really early, right? Like Batgirl was trying to like let you know, uh, Bruce and, and uh, Dick know, hey, there's a new villain in town and I think he's doing stuff with hats. I'm pretty sure it's the Mad Hatter, you know, and like, and Bruce is just in a in a grumpy state because Catwoman broke up with him and he's like, oh, just because people wear hats doesn't mean the Mad Hatter, you know, like, and so everybody's dismissing Batgirl and stuff and I'm like, no, no, I'm pretty sure if hats are involved, it's always... <laughs> Jervis Tetch and so when he finally showed up I was really excited because like I really liked that they leaned into this whole pervy thing that no it's not pervy this is a this is a normal thing that my mom used to do to me and stuff you know like, <laughs> um, he had a lot of cool things going on and I was like not expecting him to die in the same episode that they introduced him I thought they had gold. They had comedic gold. They burned they that did. card. They did. They just they, threw it down though. They could have milked this guy for the rest of the season. And I was like, oh. But it was also really funny that she killed him. So she just bashed his face in three times with a, hand, uh, a baseball bat. And he's done. He's done. I thought the name of the hat was incredible. I Yeah. I can't. The Town Goose Boy Boy hat. Yes. <laughs> boy boy hat. And he what had to explain the, the 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 bill on the hat was necessary and also the, the height of that. It was the most ridiculous hat ever. So weird. Just to mind control people. Um but yeah. Ricky, what about you? What, what was it? What was your um it was King Shark. I love Rod Funches, the, the voice actor. He's a hilarious comedian. I love just the King Shark. I mean, the voice is his voice. Like he, he's not putting on like a different spin on on what he can do yeah and just to hear that like 
it's almost like the super chill king shark and then when he flips out on his brother like he gets super angry and even his brother's like what are you doing like there's a door right right next to you i know right and then the shark the shark jesus in the church it's just there shark jesus was good. and there's like a priest and no one it's just like accepted that they're all some type of catholicism down there in the ocean i was just cracking up all the little sharkisms are the best yeah when he's talking about how like oh that guy banged his sister and his wife, you know, like yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Gary I... Gary Anthony Williams played the uh, the brother of King Shark. I recognize this guy, and I can't I can't remember. Oh, he played Bebop in the Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadow movie. Nice. That it was that guy. I That's remember awesome. Right now. I like that guy. Um, that guy's pretty funny, actually. Uh, no, he was hilarious because, like, I feel like that this kind of thing doesn't get done enough. But, like, in 2022, if you are, are part of this crazy tribe of people that just, like, gets a crown handed to you and you don't want that, you just cash in, right? You just you just sell the country or the, 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 the kingdom to a land developer and then you just move on and go have fun. And so I actually totally bought that that was his plan and he's going to sell it to ocean master. Who's like this shady, like, you know, land <laughs> landowner guy um, who just wants to dig it, like screw over his dick brother, AKA Aquaman. But uh, I thought it was really a funny episode because uh, King shark was offended by him doing this. But at the same time, like, he didn't want he didn't <laughs> want the job, right? He yeah. doesn't want the job. And so I guess it ultimately ends with King Shark is the king of them, right? Because he murdered he murdered yeah. his brother. Black Much Panthers. like he did his other 13 brothers, apparently. <laughs> uh apparently King Shark has killed every single one of his brothers uh before in like not shown on screen. Um yeah. No, I, I really Yes, he did. He, he ate did them. <laughs> he did. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, Ricky, you're right. It, it was really funny to see like Ron Funches's voice juxtaposed with this like maniac shark and just doing shark things and just like blood just filling the screen and like yeah, just, all the blood. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty fun. That, it was, the blood was really funny. It was pretty nuts. Um, I I enjoyed that a lot. The Matt Adder yeah. though, the little pervy tidbits of his were hilarious like his little like his coke nail <laughs> like 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 <laughs> it's like nothing's weird about that the one it's that like, he used to pick the yes. the, the earwax <laughs> out of the ear. oh, my God. oh man sniffing harley's hair oh and in the middle of it being like what this is improving this is normal Car- caressing <laughs> that girl's face with his fingers and stuff yeah. and like oh yeah. he was so gross it was hilarious um i wanted I wanted so much more of that character and I just have to settle for what we got. Um, it's okay. It's, it's right. Like it's, you know, I go to the trouble of defending Harley Quinn at the beginning of the show saying they got balls. They killed the characters that no one else has, you know, will dare to do. But then you hear me lamenting. I'm like, I mean, I think you got enough of, of Mad Hatter. I mean, you got his whole deal. You yeah. did get his deal. Yeah. Like he's, he he likes to murder. He likes to do 
crimes and he likes to control people with hats and and he's really into the Alice they, in Wonderland. Dude, theme I was confused in in the show. Do Harley and and uh, Ivy know that Bruce Wayne is Batman? I don't think they do. I, I think, think so. I yeah. think only the Joker knows. Well, Catwoman knows. Yeah, sorry, Catwoman knows. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I don't think they know because that's why it's so convoluted right yeah. now. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think they do. And I believe next week's episode will be them learning it. I don't know if you guys know the title of next week's episode. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I saw it uh, earlier. Is it "Whoa, He's Batman"? Um, <laughs> no, it's not that. It is. Oh wait, no, I could have sworn. <laughs> well, next week's is called "Batman Begins Forever," <laughs> but I could have sworn there's another one where they're just making fun of. I think it's Batman is gay man was another one I saw, but maybe that was, maybe that was uh, axed. Maybe that title was axed. I think they saw that on wiki, but yeah, it's called Batman begins forever. So it's going to be a Batman episode for sure. That's uh, cool. So they're going to learn. They're going to learn obviously. Um, but uh, I will say the one thing like I, like I know I, I do like this show. Um, the win- the one thing I've noticed about this season is and I, I don't want to say it's it's not a it's not a choice they made, but I feel like it's not managing all the characters that the show has to offer as efficiently. Yeah. So so that like it's been like three episodes and I've barely gotten any clayface. You yeah, no, I mean? it's like, been it's been heavy on Harley and Ivy and their relationship and Ivy's mission to save Frank and very light on light on Clayface and King Shark throughout but this episode at least kind of fixed some of the King Shark but we're still yeah. sort of like where's our where's our Clayface you know? the door's yes. cracking open because that was the issue with like the first two or three episodes where it was just Ivy and Harley and I don't think those works we got out Saul just as there. well we got what Saul Oh, we did, we, we did, uh, Cy, Cy Borgman. Oh, yeah, okay. Cy Borgman, yeah. Cy, okay. We got Cy for one episode. Um, but yeah, I feel like they have, they have less characters that they're managing now, right? Because the team used to be Harley, Ivy, King Shark, Clayface, Cy, and, and Psycho Man. Yeah. And now we don't have Cy Borgman or Psycho Man, and somehow... This show doesn't have the time to pay attention to the four characters enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, it has to check in with Batman and Catwoman and it has to check in with Nora Freeze and all these things. And I'm not mad that we're getting that, but I just feel like, man, this season just feels like it's going really fast and I've gotten very little actual story. I've just gotten a lot of funny moments, and it's right. cool. Um, they got to wrap it up before it gets canceled. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fairness, sure. I think they already wrapped it up before they even knew the verdict. <laughs> it, like, I think they already finished animating the entire season. Um, so who knows? But no, I, I still really enjoy it. Like, I really loved this episode this week. Um, yeah, that that Mad Hatter was too much. I mean, it was it was just like the title implies, just another shark truckly adventure. Like, yeah, 
it's where they don't actually team up so it's not really yeah. a shark but you know you like you get you get a fun little side story with with king shark you get a fun harley mission and it ends but doesn't really do much to move the ball forward in the bigger storyline i think yeah no but you get the i think the mad hatter kill makes up for that right yeah, like definitely. you get you get the payoff in that way there was a uh, so before harley goes out on her adventure cuz she's got to leave uh, Ivy there because she's sick from going into the green or whatever it is. So yeah, she she's leaving her there and she's leaving Catwoman in charge. And she said, and I actually had to I I like literally typed this into my phone to keep this in mind because this line was just so good. And this is what the show is really good at. She tells she's she's about to leave to go ca- kidnap Bruce. And she says to Catwoman to give her instructions on how to take care of Harley, or sorry, Ivy. She says, you stream that lubed up dildo disguised as a TV show Bridgerton or whatever people are horny for these days and make sure she wants for nothing. And that was easily the best line of the show. I rewound it and listened to her say that line four times just to make sure. <laughs> it was, it so was a pretty funny. amazing one. So funny. I, the other the other moment I really enjoyed was the very beginning when it's like what's on that Tawny talk show, and 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 it's rat about catcher. and it's the rat, rat catchers. catchers. <laughs> Normally he's catching uh, rats, but did he ever think he'd catch feelings? And like, yeah. and it's <laughs> like rat catcher is full on making out with a rat, and Harley's just watching this on TV, and she's like, "Gross! Is he fucking the rat?" Like. You know, like <laughs> oh man the little check-in with uh ivy were great too while she's like in her slumber and she's just like and she's going like ruining Catwoman's like, house with her super with her... saiyan mode yeah. she's full of vines it's like for saiyan vine mode and, yeah <laughs> i love i love that catwoman is just a part of this season and and let this mess into her home and i love watching how it's just ruining her home it's pretty hilarious but yeah it's it's definitely like I I have little things that I can always complain about because it's like go do more, do more things, go oh, faster, yeah. do you know, but like at the end of the day what they're giving me every week is just it's it's comedy. It's it's so fun. And so I I love this show for it. So I'm I serious, hope that I answered what was that? I was I was going to say I'm serious. I'd have watched that whole episode just for that one line, let alone the other things that they give us, you know, throughout it. Like yeah. that's what the that's what the I think the show is really great at is just like it gives some like wild moments that you don't expect like killing off characters, but it gives some really really funny one-liners that kind of almost can, you know, get missed. Like zip. Yeah. Yeah, but when you catch them you're like, "Oh man, that was that was some solid DC humor right there." Yeah. Um, and they have done, you know, they've been pretty consistent this season about like constantly reminding you that Harley, yeah, is a crazy ass clown, but she's also a trained psychologist and yeah. like, and, uh, or psych, yeah, psychologist. And so, like, every episode, is it psychiatrist or psychologist? I can't remember. Psychiatrist, um, I believe. Psychology yeah, I is a study, psychiatrist is to practice. She was both. Yeah, I guess whatever. Um, but the point is, like, she really understands how the human mind works, and so that's a really dangerous combination for somebody as un- unhinged as her, generally. But she's really, she has these moments where she's absolutely not unhinged. You know, like she has a lot of moments where she just wants to be 
the best thing she can be for Ivy. And it's it's yeah. pretty it's pretty cool how she's always leveraging the intelligent side of herself that she likes to like stuff away. You know, she likes to just feel her heart and stuff, but like every now and then she forces herself to like listen to her mind and it's pretty cool. Yeah. No, she'll she'll like you know, she'll use her mind, she'll use, she'll, she'll be empathetic, she'll, you know, allow her feelings to drive things, but then she'll crack a bat in somebody's face, just so you don't forget she's Harley, and that she's a villain, she's, you know, she still wants to maintain that edge, but it's, it's getting further and further away, it seems, you know, the more that the relationship with Harley has grown and stuff. Yeah. And- she really just killed him just to, like, show that she- Prove a point, she's still <laughs> just Yeah. She really just wanted to prove a point. Like he didn't really have to die. She just like wanted to show Batgirl, hey, don't I, forget, I'll kill, yeah. I'll kill fools. You know, like it's pretty funny. Remember, but, I'm not uh, a good guy. Yeah. So uh, that all of that uh, that last half hour, that was your answer there, Fraser McLaughlin. So yeah, there you go. Uh, I, I hope you enjoyed that. It's all for you. Yeah, that was all for you. Uh, we got three more episodes of this show to come in. Um, I really can't say I have like giant predictions for where it's going to go but i will say like while i was doing my trivia for the kill counts it was really funny because like i ended up watching the season finale of season two to kind of like remind refresh myself on how condiment king died and it's pretty crazy because in that season uh that's when gordon had just captured two-face and two-face was inspiring gordon to run for mayor and so, like, they were planting the seeds for season three at the end of season two. So yeah. that said, I, I hope I hope we don't get a bunch of seeds planted for stuff that we'll never get at the end of this season. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure we will. Come uh, on, Discovery. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I, w- I wish more people watched this just so that they, Discovery knew how much we love this show. But all right, I think it's I think it's time we probably just. Uh, just enjoy what we got here and move on to She-Hulk and stop being sad that Harley Quinn's probably going to be gone soon. All right, same rules apply. Spoiler warning again. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't watched episode two of She-Hulk that came out this week uh, and you didn't find like tw- the 22 minutes that you needed to watch it, <laughs> but yeah but yeah you should probably turn around and uh uh turn this off go watch it really quick then come back and join the conversation but we'll yeah still be we will be talking yeah we'll still be talking it's, probably it's only 20 minutes long it, it was only a 20 minute episode but we'll probably talk about it for at least 30 minutes it's, that's how that's how tv shows work um i mean geez just just to be clear like like tiktok my tiktok was the worst this whole week because spoilers no because every week right sorry every day i turned it on it was somebody having to explain to white men that are fragile about (sighs) that they need to be chill and be and accept the fact that it it is possible for jen walters to be better at managing her anger than bruce banner yeah Uh, and I and, and and like every day for six, seven days. As a white like, man, Ian, can you concur? I can concur. I think <laughs> I, I if anybody has a prop, I've seen the same 
you know, commentary going around, uh, Dennis, and I, just every time I just kind of eye rolled, and it's like if you if you are of the opinion that that is wrong, you are blind to the world and you suck. Yeah, <laughs> and then, but the other the other thing like is somehow it got misinterpreted as, uh, she's suffered more trauma than him, or she believes that. And she never said that, no. actually. She never said that. She's just totally made a point that she is better at controlling it. And I'm like, I can't disagree, like, because I saw the movie with Ed Norton, and that guy wrecked a lot of things when he got angry, you know? Like, and that's actually, uh, Bruce was nice enough to mention that again in Avengers. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Well, if you're always angry, maybe you're not you're Good not controlling it, yeah. your anger well, very if we, well. Yeah. I mean, if we want to get right into it, they even talk about that, though. How the abomination brings up a pretty damn good point about that movie where yeah. he's working for the government. Yeah. He was just doing his he job. Was, his job was to take out a monster, a threat. Take out a threat. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, no. So this, this episode was titled Superhuman Law. And I fell in love with the episode uh, the second I read that title. Because I knew what they were going to be borrowing from, which is one of my favorite She-Hulk books, which was titled Superhuman Law. Um, and <laughs> as I watched this episode the entire time, I was just so in love with it because I was like, I'm freaking watching the book, but like different because they're using the abomination and some other changes and stuff. But yeah, for the, the summary of this episode is Jen is hired at a prestigious law firm, but must practice as She-Hulk and rep a complicated client, which is what Ricky just mentioned. The The big reveal is uh, Emil Blonsky, played by Tim Roth, returns after 15 years, right? Or 14 years? Was it 14 years? Uh, no, 14, yeah. Yeah, 14 for years. Tim Roth, yeah. For Tim Roth, after being one of the first Marvel villains in the MCU, and then he was just brushed under the under the rug for 14 years. And, you know, we got a little glimmer of hope last year in Shang-Chi when we saw the abomination pop up. But they didn't need no Tim Roth for that for that scene at all. Um, I'm not even or sure. If, yeah. Does he even talk? No, 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 he yeah. does talk. Right. I don't no, I, I, think, I think he does. I think I he think says, he does he talk like, oh, he does say something, something to Wong. to Wong about pulling punches or not pulling punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm not sure that was Tim Roth, was it? Like, I, I don't I... know. In any case, I love freaking Tim Roth, and it was so, I was so happy to see him return uh, after all these years to be this character and to present a case that is pretty damn solid with mm -hmm. the with the exception of him occasionally breaking out with Wong to go do pit fights. Um, <laughs> I I still don't understand why him and Wong are doing that, but I'm sure this show will explain that because it seems to be a big point of this this case. On on that kind of just point, real quick the the 15 year gap between Tim Roth appearances it got me thinking because i was i was watching this with uh selena and then i kind of had to explain like okay yeah this is where he's from this is from that other hulk movie and it got me thinking of that scene in iron man 2 where tony's in the courtroom 
talking about the different countries having the technology. He's um, in the Senate Senate hearing. The yeah. Senate hearing. And he goes, you know, other countries are like 15 years out. And we were like now there. We are 15 years out, more so in the MCU. And it got me really excited for Secret Wars, knowing that like, damn, they are re- they are really playing the long or not Secret Wars, um, Armored Wars. They got me excited for that because it just like hit me there, like, oh wow, that's what they're gonna do. Everyone's caught up at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's neat. It's neat that you have that legacy built in now. It's so cool. I think that it's funny that even though there is a legacy built in that Emil Blonsky felt the need to regurgitate his entire origin story once more in a few sentences. He was pretty succinct, but it felt as dumb when he said it this time as it did in the Hulk a a million years ago, which was, you know, I'm Russian born, raised, raised in London, uh, uh, you know, on loan to the CIA, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's a lot just to justify your accents or like, you know, like, <laughs> um, it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's no worse than any time uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger ever has to explain his accent or muscles in a movie that doesn't require his accent or muscles. Exactly. Um, it's so, you know, I get it. It was funny, but yeah, no, um, I really liked Tim Roth in this episode just because he got to, he got to like, he gets a second chance, right? Like th- that character was kind of a throwaway, like villain, as far as a lot of well, villains are concerned. And that's strictly because at that time there was no MCU. Like there was no thinking, oh, we need to keep this character around or we need to strengthen this character's arc or we can bring this guy back. It was just, let's see how a Hulk movie does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who's, who's the other big green you know? person Hulk can fight? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I'm a huge Tim Tim Roth fan. I was super happy to see him back. Um, you know, fifth to have an actor like that in your stable and wait 15 years to bring him back is just almost offensive because Tim Roth is amazing. We all know yeah. this. We've seen yeah. him be amazing and he will continue to be amazing. And just the few minutes we got of him in this episode, he was pretty damn amazing. Yeah. So it's like, I'm I'm excited to see him. I do hope that it is you know, we're going to see more of him through this series. And I'd absolutely love if Marvel recognized that they've got a really good actor and brought him through, you know, future iterations. That that movie's like the stepchild, right, of of the MCU, the Hulk movie. It's it's a little awkward, but they have done a lot more to to embrace it, right? What if what if brought back Betty for the first time? What if brought back Betty, you got Thunder you know, Thunderbolt Ross run yeah ross got to come um, back through it and be there so until he died recently i um, like i like the the embrace of that movie i don't think it's yeah as then, bad as people say it is and then the most <laughs> important part was they finally made the joke that was similar yeah. to yeah. the one Rogue the L- got, which is, yeah i'm literally a different person you know like and, and that they was do the, they do the fourth wall <laughs> laugh yeah that was pretty good yeah um aside from abomination who was a really really fun to see like uh, credit needs to go to Tatiana Masli at Maslani for this this episode because like you know I talked about last week how I loved that episode because it was so succinct succinct it was so concise it made me understand who that character was in one 30 minute episode right she is driven she does not want to be a hulk right like 
what she wants to do is focus entirely on her law career. Like that's what she's all about. And what was really cool about this episode is we got to see that pushed even further. So when she's, you know, skeptical about taking the case, but then meets with Blonsky and she starts, you see the wheels turning in her head. Yeah. And the funniest thing about it is she's so shocked and so like salivating by all the details he's given that are creating a really strong case, right? That she's completely ignoring the 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 really big red flags that he's throwing out there about like his seven soulmates that he wants to go be with like yeah. she doesn't even care about that stuff she just wants to take this case and you're you should be like um who are these seven soulmates who, like who are like, these pen pals you're communicating with he please? sounds so crazy <laughs> when he talks about these things and all she's thinking about is like, yeah, man, the government really screwed this guy and I can win this case, you know? And that carries over into her conversation when she calls Bruce to get his permission to do this case. <laughs> like, She doesn't care what Bruce says. She's immediately telling him, I'm taking this case because it's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's so great at this. It's so, it's so awesome. Um, yeah. Bruce is totally going to meet his kid. I, I called it yesterday or last week. That dude has a kid. Oh, I, just didn't, with, I didn't think they'd do that so soon. I thought they'd save that scene for like later. In the I mean, season. it's smart that I mean, now you, he's off the board, right? That answers it, the you question need him off the board when, when the final the fight happens. Why don't you call your cousin? Yeah, it makes now sense. they yeah, need to like, send Spider-Man back in space. And I thought they were, I honestly thought they were going to take him off the board a little later in the season. But this works. Now there's no no question, you know. Yeah. Um, when I mean, the uh, when the ship dropped in in the first episode, I was like, oh, oh man, did he say Sicarian? Yeah. He did. Okay, we're going back. Yeah, and yeah. So it was just a matter of time, you know. Like you said, I thought maybe it would be a little far, like one more episode with him, kind of showing her more, you know, how to be the Hulk, but or at least I'm making okay fun with, of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he is it. having a field day with this too, like. Yeah. And he loves the name, right? Like he loves. Oh, that's a great <laughs> name. It has a nice ring to it. She Hulk. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was we a little talking... weird that he was able to talk to her on the phone for part <laughs> yeah. of the time while he was on the ship before dipping out. But it's a super phone. I, I went with it. Yeah, I went with it. He knows he Rocket. Tony. He knows. He knows Rocket. Yeah. Uh, the show. I mean, Tony. the show also Rocket. being set in, in L.A. really gives us reason for why other people can't show up. Like, yeah, they we... really they they did confirm that for us this week. Like, because you you were saying that last week, and I was like, was it? I didn't even notice. I'm trying but, to think yeah. who's in L.A. right now. Um, well, I am curious, like, how the hell Daredevil is going to get to L.A. But like, we'll see. Maybe she goes to New York. Maybe she goes to New York for I'm a little sure. bit. She has to go um, interview somebody related to the Blonsky case, and it'll take her to New York. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure Blonsky wasn't in L.A. Right, like that. No, yeah, that she had to fly not, in somewhere. Yeah, she had to fly somewhere for that, but they they just glossed over that travel yeah. that she yeah. did. That facility sucks, though. If 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 the abomination can get out of your top secret security place, I mean, well, in fairness, the portal. Come yeah. on, yeah. But we we learned we learned a few weeks ago in Miss Marvel that that facility sucks. Are they <laughs> the same? Yeah, it was the damage yeah. control facility. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like these randos that they their one job, the security guards, was to escort the prisoners to their cells that and they to failed York, to even then. do that. What? That has to be like in the New York area then. I think it is New York. That's yeah. that's that, yeah. then there you go. That's how Daredevil pops in. Yeah. Um, but 
there was another another fun uh, um, guest on this episode. Oh my God! Please say that. Go ahead. I want to, I'm hoping it's the same choice I have. It was Larry Appleton from Perfect Strangers, aka Mark Lynn Baker. Yeah. Uh, I got to be honest, as as someone who grew up in the '80s, um, Jen's dad was a bit of a distraction for me. But I know that Ricky has no idea what we're talking nope, about. Just a <laughs> dude with good advice. Yeah, um, yeah. They, we got to see her family, which was really cool. Because other than other than um, the shows recently this year, which uh, like you know, like other than yeah, I guess the the last three shows are the only characters that we've ever seen families for, right? Hawkeye, Moon Knight, yep. and Miss Marvel. Are yep. the only ones other than you know Aunt May, which is like the one exception. But like normally we don't get to see people's families, but like the, the the this year's characters have all been about hey, they're very close with their families, and that's a really cool thing to have. Um, but yeah, Jen just got invited to come over to the awkward dinner right after she got fired. Um, and man, I could totally relate to that because I literally had a birthday party like two days <laughs> after I got laid off. And that was just really <laughs> awkward. Cause it's like, how many times are you going to have to answer the same question? Over yep. Yep. Um, but no, um, her dad was played by somebody who is like, he, he was so famous in the eighties for being on this ridiculous show called perfect strangers. Uh, and then he didn't really have like, I guess an easy time getting a lot of work out after that show. Mm -hmm. um, he is in an episode of the leftovers on HBO a few years ago where he actually played himself um, as some, as the actor who survived this crazy, you know, Thanos like snap okay. on that show. And it was really meta and weird and they referenced perfect strangers and everything like that. But outside of that, I haven't seen him in shit. So like, it was really nice to just see him playing a character that was just another 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 side to him. You know, I wanted to see. Uh, I wanted to look up, and I didn't do it to, to see what he had been in since since then. Because um, as soon like before they even showed his face, as soon as he started talking, my wife was like, "Oh my god." She knew it's who Larry it was. Appleton. She, she straight up knew, like, before they even showed his face. Like, I at least had to wait to see the face. And it's like, oh, my God. She was already there. So he yeah. must have been on something to, to have him that familiar to her. But, yeah, that was that was a great surprise. Um, and I did, I, I the entire, you know, scenes with her family, I liked, uh, you know, I liked Chet. Chet was a funny character. Um, <laughs> but I really liked, uh, what I really liked was her her dad basically asked her some questions about Hawkeye that have been in my head for so many years about him retrieving his arrows. And I was as, as if she would know. But the, <laughs> yeah. the, I could have sworn the Hawkeye show actually addressed that, that he I goes think, back for his arrows. I think Kate I think, brought it up. I think yeah. it, it, it did, but it was just one of those, the fact, like as a, as not Hawkeye addressing it, you know, other people are out there just like me as a, you know, big Marvel fan going, does he like, have somebody drop off extras when he runs out? Does he like retrieve them like I have done in many, many video games? How does this work? How does, yeah. if after he shoots his 15, is he just done? Like he's just, okay, I'm going to go back <laughs> to the base. Like, you know, he brought up a great question that I'd asked in my head many times. And that was just 
that was just a great way to build that character up um make him something more than just her dad you know yeah he was on perfect strangers for seven years and then after that he had a few guest appearances on hanging with mr cooper oh, uh, spin city uh, he was actually a guest on Family Matters and didn't play Larry Appleton, which is really weird to me because I'm pretty sure Family Matters was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. And, yeah, I think it was. Um, and then, yeah, he's just got a few sporadic things here and there. Um, just every now and then. He's got some Law & Order criminal intents in there. He wants a new house or a new lawnmower. He, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some more Law & Order as a different character. Yeah, he's played different people on two different Law and Order shows. Um, he's a, he's then, a working actor. You can't. What are you gonna? Yeah, but more recently, yeah, yeah. he ac- he actually was on uh, Succession on HBO. So, oh, that might know. be it. Yeah, she just got, watched through that. Yeah, so. He's got stuff going on. He's got stuff going on. But um, uh, no, it, it was fun to see him, and I I really like the uh, the mom. I, I, Oh, what were you going to say? The, the mom is a uh, Tusk Kincaid. She was on Homeland and Ozark and a couple other shows. She's got some some history too. So okay, um, the I really like that they have the scene in the show. I kind of like the way She Hulk is using the the post credit scenes, where like it's a it's a it's a scene that didn't quite make the cut for the main yeah. episode. So like in the show, he's like. Hey, I got. I need. I need you to help me with something in the garage. Come with me. And then the next scene you see is him in the garage saying, "Oh no, I I just said that so I can get you in here and so we, I can say how yeah, are you that's doing? That's a real like, dad doing? moment right there. Yeah, but I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, but really though, you would have asked her for chores. And then so I really like the post credit scene where it's like, okay, yeah, he did ask her for chores. <laughs> yeah, and, totally and and it was it cracked me up because like. He asked her for all these chores that I don't think anyone would ever ask the Hulk to do. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, there's a difference, right? The Hulk has got a lot of anger associated with him. and I don't think uh, the Hulk fits inside like a house. I don't even yeah, think it's that. I just think it's the fact that his daughter is a Hulk. He's going to ask his right. daughter to do some chores anyway. Like The yeah. She-Hulk can fit through a door. I, lo- I love that the mom is like, uh, oh, I, I met a guy who wants to be a superhero, <laughs> and I told him my daughter was a superhero. He didn't know who you were, by the way. Um, but I gave him your number. Mom, please stop giving my number <laughs> strange people. Like that's It was so good. Um, all of that was really good. But yeah, the to your point, Ricky, she is smaller. I don't think that's the only reason why she's getting asked to do chores, like, you know, hang up the TV and stuff like that. But um, it is really funny. I like I like every opportunity this show does or takes to like show how this is a different character than the Hulk, you know, um, uh, even if it means mm-hmm. a little bit of like, you know, um, sexism happening at play because that's, yeah. that is what's happening at play, you know, like, um, yeah, it's cool. Um, I also really liked the, I, so I mentioned earlier how I, you know, I read Superhuman Law, the, the comic. Um, I think I also read single green female or single green lawyer or something like that. Single green female. Um, those are the two like big story arcs. I, I really enjoyed reading, but in superhuman law, like I haven't read it in a while, but I remember the general idea was she got fired because she turned into the she Hulk and the jury was, you know, biased. Right. And so they, the trial was a mistrial because of that. 
And so, and then she ended up having trouble getting work. She ended up just lounging on the couch at the Avengers mansion. They got weirded out by that because she's like a full on superhero. That's just like being a couch potato, a big green couch potato who eats a lot of food. Um, (laughs) And so eventually they kick her out of the mansion and she goes on a bender, gets super drunk, is partying late at night, you know, going to clubs, hooking up with random people like the juggernaut, all kinds of funny stuff's happening before she finally gets this job offer for this, you know, kind of evil GLKH, GLKNH um, corporation. But what's funny is when they hire her in the comics, they have a stipulation. They say, we only want jen walters and it's kind of a different scenario because in the comics at the time she had been she hulk permanently like almost like all the time like she just she preferred being uh she hulk it it made her it gave her more confidence she she just felt like she felt more herself and so the comic is the storyline that she she goes through is you know having to refine who she is as jen but I think for this show, since she just became She-Hulk, that switch that they do, which is, oh, no, we only want you to be She-Hulk, um, I really loved it right away. I actually yeah. forgot that that was different than the comic. But it works because that's somebody she's not comfortable with, right? So she has to face that uh, because she's because she's willing to sell her soul to be a lawyer because that's what, you know. I mean, it's a job. Lawyers, lawyers too. She really <laughs> likes her career. And so, um, yeah, so she's going to go buy a whole new wardrobe and, and you know, make accommodations for somebody that she doesn't really want to make, but they're paying her bills. And so it's, it's really, it's really funny. Well, that's funny a pretty cool that. flip of that because it still allows you to explore the same territory, yeah. but it allows it to fit within the confines of the show and what they've already presented with us, which which is that's that's smart TV right there. Yeah. And it's it's still a great exploration of the character that allows us to learn more about her. It um it just makes for better TV. It's an excuse for more She-Hulk on the screen. Exactly. Exactly. Which is what we're here for. That's I mean we're not we we tune in I don't show. care about Jen. I want she old. Yeah, because because as somebody who read, uh, you know, an, uh, a whole volume of She-Hulk, um, and then the next time I read one, they're like, "We want you to be Jen." I'm like, "I don't, I don't want that," you know. But, yeah. like, but it ended up, it ended up being a really fun comic. Put for those me. VFX and, artists to work. Yeah, but the the cool thing is, like, much like this, like in the comics. She does end up just trying a lot of the really weird cases that take place in the Marvel universe, and it gets really bonkers. And I really, I thought that it was really cool. It's a very small detail that they put in there, but in the comics, the the comic is really meta. So it's not just that she's breaking the fourth wall; like it, they they reference other storylines that are happening in the comics and stuff, or they will point out the inconsistencies, like. Uh, you know, like maybe the readers will write in and be like, how can She-Hulk be trying this case when I just saw her fighting Thanos in another universe later? And then they'll write an entire story to explain that she was cloned. And this is what happens. They write these uh, these ridiculous <laughs> stories um, to, to address it. But one of the funniest things they do in the, in the comic is 
for legal defense, they actually will reference Marvel comic books. So they have an entire library of Marvel comic books in their offices. And if you notice when she's getting a tour of the of the office, yeah. there is one room where you can see all of the Marvel That's comics awesome. in filing cabinets. And yeah, I guess in their universe, Marvel is a company that writes comic book stories About. based on the adventures of the the characters that exist in that universe. And it's yeah, yeah it's just weird and meta, but that's it fun. just it just tickled me when I saw the comic book room in there, and I was like, "The show's gonna be bananas, guys! It's gonna be stupid." It's it, it's. I love that they're. I, I mean, you know, just just within this episode, because there's a couple other. I, I I'm assuming you guys probably caught the little little other little nods. Um, I'll I'll mention them more detail in a minute, but what I love is that the show has referenced. Shang-Chi, it's referenced Avengers, it's referenced the original Hulk, it's referenced, mm -hmm. it's already just in one episode, they already touched on yeah, you know, avenues to all of their other stuff. Um, mm -hmm. a lot of you know, the, the, like this is really showing that it's all connected type of mentality that they tried to sell us years ago, but yeah. like you know speaking of you know what you're talking about, Dennis, about how in the comics they often reference other aspects of the comics or even sort of use episodes or issues to sort of yeah you know explain some stuff like the fact that they're pulling in from all these all of the other movies and references and things like that is it very much lines up with her her history in the comics and stuff and i love it um but yeah when she was I, i'm when she was uh looking for a job you know they, mm -hmm. they had the, her in the interview seat a couple times. That's I loved the way that I, I loved the way that they kept interchanging between the different jobs. Like it was almost like the officers got shittier and, and shittier. Was, yeah, it was, like, it was it was cool. <laughs> yeah. um, but when she was on the computer looking up, uh, you know, the job as a uh, was a, a mascot, Swiss mascot. On the side of the screen, um, there was a couple other articles that were you know links to other articles. And, and did you guys happen to see what? I, I only caught two of them, but did you happen to see what they were? No. Because I know that I, I saw an article afterwards that confirmed the one, and then the other one was. So the first, it's, it says related articles, and it's like, you know, the little side thing mm -hmm. on the screen. And yeah. one of them is man fights, man fights with metal claws in a bar brawl. Nice. Which is awesome. And then the other one is why is there a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean? So we get a nice externals reference. And or as somebody who yeah. watched externals and saw the e giant eternals as somebody who you know watched that and saw this giant thing come out of the ocean i was like i feel like somebody would reference or mention that somewhere and the fact that they did have even this little you know hint towards it is just yeah. showing that they are very we'll dedicated to spreading these you know lines between well, even, them and that's why we brought you on this show yeah. because you catch the things we didn't catch dude i, um, I, re I rewind whenever i see any text on screen or an image yeah that i didn't catch because uh also the they've been dropping the uh qr codes in each yeah, episode the QR code the, yeah page. for issues to read yeah yeah no, I so know. so anytime i see anything in the background i'm always like oh wait i'm gonna rewind and lauren's like oh Great. That's, you know, uh, rewind the flow of the show again. That's good, husband. Oh wait, what's Ricky? What you got? What was your question? You're gonna ask. 
Oh, uh, are the kids watching the show, Ian? Uh, no, they they watched Miss Marvel. Um, and like I I was I actually held off on watching the first episode to watch it with them, and then the night we were gonna do it, they both were just kind of like, "Yeah, we want to watch this other thing." And I was like, "Are you interested in She-Hulk?" And they both kind of just looked at me like, "Interesting." Nah. Uh, by the way, I use a little more adults, so that's what I was like. By the way, I kids take it. Yeah, I just looked up the trivia on this show on IMDb, and sure enough, why is there a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean and man fights with metal claws in a bar brawl? I just had to click that, and I just didn't do it. My bad. Um, yeah. Did you I, get you that? Know, the, the Wolverine reference is just great because we know they're coming, yeah. but I thought the Eternals was was even better because there's literally a giant celestial sticking out of the ocean. <laughs> Yeah. Did you catch that um, her phone lock screen was the backside of Captain America? No, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and Especially also there was the end credit scene of the, the first episode when she's yeah. talking about it. Also, there was the fun little uh, joke she tried to make about Silence of the Lambs and then the guy just shut her down. <laughs> yeah. um, I really like that because like that's one of the other reasons I like she hulk is the snark like she she just can't help herself um and when i told Lindsay, i was like she loves doing that and and um my wife said to me she's like yeah she's pretty much you if you were a lawyer and i was <laughs> like maybe that's why i love it's the not, it's not far off actually like, yeah. um <laughs> she's she's way into the sex lives of other of other superheroes and uh she just can't she can't resist getting a zinger in there even if it's like the most dire of circumstances <laughs> yeah that's what i love about her um funny uh and I, I wanted to point this one out because um i learned it today i did not know that uh she hulk was actually the last marvel character created by stan lee during his giant run from the 60s to the late 70s um he wrote She-Hulk number one, and he never wrote another issue of She-Hulk after that because then he kind of like switched into that figurehead role uh, of of being the 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 voice of Marvel and not not so much running, you know, writing the comics writing, anymore. Yeah. Um, but what I learned was like the reason that he created her was a very strict business reason in that at the time the Incredible Hulk TV show was really popular. But so was the Bionic Woman. And Marvel kind of just thought, like, if we don't create a female version of the Hulk, somebody else will. And so that is why she was created. I didn't realize she was that old. 1979. Yeah. And by the way, I was wrong. It was not a car crash in the original story. I think in the version I read later, because, you know, those things get retconned sometimes. But uh, in her version, it's more similar to Two-Face, where it's some it's a mob person like shoots her because mm -hmm. uh because it's of a, a case a case that she's trying and stuff and uh same deal the blood transfusion with banner and everything but i i think the car car crash is fine enough whatever it gets the point across it was um, a uh, it was a good way to do it quickly too yeah everything in that episode was a good way of doing it quickly yeah, yeah. um i really appreciate that uh yeah, I but that's I mean those are all the trivia's I could find. Um, 
I really do appreciate you for th finding that that one about the metal claws and stuff because uh, we all know they're there. The the X Men are there. We're we're just not. Wolverine's we're gonna not, be weird, isn't it? Like, I'm so excited for him just to be like. You don't understand. Like my <laughs> thing is, my thing is like if we if we can't get it with Spider Man, like we can't if we. If we're just not allowed to have Spider-Man meet everybody, yeah. The next best Wolverine. thing for me is let She-Hulk meet everybody because it's almost as good as Spider-Man meeting everybody. Yeah. Um, they're very interchangeable characters in my eyes as far as personality goes, and that's why I love them. Um, and so I just want characters that are super serious and dark and stuff like Wolverine to have to share a, a scene with she-hulk who's just this giant cg yeah, woman right. who makes jokes and talks with, with, talk, and breaks i guarantee you there <laughs> yeah. will be a splash page with both of them on it yeah and then eventually i need deadpool and she-hulk to be in a room together too because that that's, would be priceless i'm like, okay with uh, that's comedy that's comedy that's I mean, do they break the fifth wall? What do, what do they do? Like, what, like <laughs> the eighth wall. Are they breaking each other's walls? Like, <laughs> I yeah, I need that. I need it so bad. Um, no, I I uh, I I did I did appreciate that they like like I said that they kind of keep throwing these little teases in and they keep referencing these you know other moments and these little like subtle nods here and there because it is it it just keeps build. It feels like phase four was a little aimless but now it feels like they're starting to find a focus um and i don't say that i don't think that she hulk is the only avenue to that focus i just think that in general the last you know few things they've released have started to kind of show that they've you know that that, that they've got a plan yeah. that they're working towards something and they're teasing us it's, it's, so, it's just so funny how impatient so many fans are because like they always like they, there's so much internet content that exists showing all these connective tissues that like oh, we just found out that this is connected to this and this is connected to this and it's like they did have a plan and it's like yeah. duh bro they've yeah. always had a plan yeah. you exactly. just don't like to believe they do you think they're flying by the seat of their pants but they don't get in year 14 without a very <laughs> well, the, the direct the showrunner uh deborah deborah the deborah chow right is it i don't think it's deborah chow not deborah chow no, she's a obi-wan gal yeah, i think there's a gal in there deborah gal um she was talking about because the i mean the the stinger or the jessica, of, jessica gal jessica is gal the, is the writer the yeah. uh you know they play the scene from shang chi with the abomination and she was talking like that's that scene is there because of She-Hulk, not the other way around. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it like, was stupid in Shang-Chi. I was like, why is this here? Like, and so it makes perfect sense that it's the other way around. Yeah, I get it. I just, I just hope we get to see Wong in this season. I want one Wong appearance. I want oh, Wong. You got, you got a Wong. Got, in the, you got a Wong got in the trailer. He was there. He's yeah, fine. I want more. I want more Wong. Wong is the new Wong. Stanley. Wong just needs to be everywhere. Yeah. He just needs to show up. What up, people? Say something funny, and then dip through a portal. Yeah, and then show up in the next movie or the next series or the next thing. Like, yeah. 
did you have more to add to that? Because I know I just jumped in on that, Ricky, but like I, I fully agree. Like it, it's very obvious. No, yeah, the plan's there. I think the the ball's just rolling a little bit more, you know. I, I think She Hulk has the greatest potential right now to give people the things they've been wanting to see, which is the connective tissue. And I mean, look how much you pointed out just in those little headline blurbs on the side, you know what I mean? Like people I've seen tons of internet uh like videos talking about like why don't they ever reference the celestial in the hand in the in the exactly and, and, and i mean it's like what do you want you want a scene of that where they're just talking about it you know like um there's a, i mean it's gotta be organic the the rumors that there's a ben Grimm in this show at some point you don't think we get a d23 in two weeks they announce a fantastic four and that dude shows up a week that or two episode. later, easily, easily yeah. could like easily like could. like that's all all the all the chips are on the table right now. Well, I that makes sense because I believe Ben is the one who asked her to step in when he left, like as his replacement mm-hmm. on the Fantastic Four. So it would make sense to sh- establish them as friends early, you know, so that we can do that. That'd I cool. like you don't understand like that. That was one of my favorite little trivia's like that I gave you guys, which was what team has she not been on? There were so many more I could have listed. That could have been like A to P, but I was <laughs> like, I'm just going to give you five. And, and you don't know how hard it was for me to find a team. She hasn't been on yeah. like she, this woman has even done fastball specials with Wolverine. She has done fastball specials with a lot of characters actually, but, She's, I wouldn't say she's been in an X-Men, you know, but like if I put X-Men on the list, you guys would have got that right away. So it's like, I think yeah. I had to, I had to, I had to try really hard to think of a non X-Men team that she hasn't been on. Um, she's no. been on the defenders. All, all these hooks get me excited yeah. that will probably, you know, for a leader, you know, he's the last piece of that, that Hulk puzzle that we need. Yeah, the the lead. I will I will fully agree with you. I felt the same way rewatching the show today. I was like, dude, are we gonna get the leader? Are we like, gonna get him because I want him bad now? Because now he's I the know, only one. Now I know because of She Hulk. I know that nothing's off the table except Ed Norton. Like that's like yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I know now. And so and also Thunderbolt Ross because he's dead. Oh, um, <laughs> oh my God, but. But the legacy can live on. Yes, the legacy can live on. But yeah, after after this episode, I was just reminded of how bananas that comic is and how that, that comic, that the job of that comic almost becomes the job of the editors at Marvel to clean up all the messy writing across all of their comics. And, and, and it's funny because they end up like saying, Oh yeah, that one time this weird thing happened. There, it's because of this thing over here. Don't worry about it. You know, like, and it, yeah, that's what they on. do. That's what the show, the comic does. And so, this show has the potential of doing that and making people eat crow at the same time for not seeing the scope of the plan. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, yeah. it's gonna and not even just this show, this character moving forward because you know, the. Because I've even seen it in an interview, like uh, with Mark Ruffalo saying, like, um, there will never be an Avengers movie from here on out that does not have She-Hulk in it. Um, 
And, you know, I know that's just Mark Ruffalo saying things, but like, I get it though. Like, you know, like you have the She-Hulk now. You don't, yeah. you don't actually need Hulk to be part of that team. In fact, she makes a way better team member than Hulk because she'll <laughs> actually listen to you, you know? She, so, she's herself. She's a yeah, driver. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that the other day because um, I was remembering the, the funny scene at the end of Age of Ultron where it's like Scarlet Witch and 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 what Vision and and uh, Falcon or, or was it was it them or was it Scarlet Witch and Scarlet Witch Vision Falcon Wanda or uh, and it's War just the three oh, was it four of them there and they're there and they're the new cadets they're the new trainees right for the Avengers and and I was just thinking to myself like of the new crop what's the audition for She Hulk like. Did, like, I get that you're gonna have to make Kamala convince you to let you let her on the team, right? But like, does She Hulk just get in automatically because of what she is and what she can do? Like, well, like, what it, what does she like, need to do to pass the test? Like, <laughs> how many cars does she need to lift? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, she's just she's just a legacy character, right? Like, she if just she gets can, if she can throw a rock and burn it in the atmosphere like the Hulk, that's like. Here you go. Does, Audition, you need, we're done. Is that what's required, though? <laughs> like, I feel like that's that going whole, above and that beyond. That thing had to have come down, so he probably killed somebody. Let's be real. It might have left atmosphere. I think the burning implies that it left atmosphere, so or it left it left orbit. So who knows? Anyways, I like I could keep talking about She Hulk forever because I love her, but we should probably wrap this up. I I'm very impressed that we talked for 45 minutes about her, uh, considering I promised 30. Um, but we should probably wrap it up. And I just want to say thanks to Ian, uh, for, my for coming pleasure. on the show. Um, and, and I promise you weren't my eighth call. Uh, <laughs> uh, no worries. Really. If even if I was, if I'm free and I got, and I'm, and I'm down, like I'm, I'm always down to hang out and chat with you guys. I, I love being on the show. I appreciate, you know, nerd commentary and just hanging out. Um, chatting about these things that we love so i appreciate um you guys bringing me back it's a great time cool. and also thanks to ricky for for uh making time to do this as well every week and uh you know obviously thanks to our patrons which includes ian right here for supporting our growth and to our audience for tuning in if you had fun please remember to like and subscribe and check us out on patreon for our after show the soapbox starting a few moments from now um obviously uh as i mentioned before if you happen to be in the San Diego area, you can find me next Saturday at Revision San Diego. I'll be doing a toy photography workshop. Uh, thanks, Ricky, for putting that up on screen one last time. Nice, nice. But yeah, with with uh, just uh, check out revisionsandiego.com to uh, RSVP. And other than that, I think we're just going to go talk nerdy for a little while longer. Um, so see you next time on Den Excelsior, True Believers. Enough said. Enough said.